The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Business Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericabusiness.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Are you ready for the next level of leadership? It's going to be here before you know it. Today's leaders need the skills, connections, and savvy to become top professionals in their fields. Welcome to Innovative Leaders Driving Thriving Organizations with Maureen Metcalf. In the next hour, you'll meet people who have become successful at the helm of some of the most respected organizations in the world, and you can become the next big success story. Now, here's your host, Maureen Metcalf. Hi, welcome to Innovative Leaders Driving Thriving Organizations. I'm your hostess, Maureen Metcalf, and we're joined by Ratan D'Souza. Ratan's the founder and president of the Enrica Group. He's been working for global organizations in strategic roles for over a decade, and prior to that, he was with a large consulting firm. He now runs the Enrica Group, focused on strategy development for global firms. I worked with Ratten several years ago, and at that point, really looked at him as a sounding board on a regular basis for our more complex issues. Part of what we're going to be talking today about is strategy, and one of the significant challenges I've seen firms face in investing in strategic planning is they often don't implement the strategy successfully. Um, sometimes it sits on a shelf, sometimes they try to implement it, and it doesn't deliver the outcomes that they had intended. And this unsuccessful implementation is in part because in some cases the strategy is too complicated. In other cases, the firms are interested in doing strategy development. They're not interested in doing strategy implementation. And unsuccessful implementation really results in some fairly negative outcomes. Uh, Minor can be the investment in strategy, which for some firms is a big investment. They lose the, the opportunity of what the strategy would have allowed them to do. And thirdly, and often significant, is the leaders lose confidence Uh, from their employees because they've told people that they're going to implement something and in fact they don't deliver and so the strategic direction doesn't get realized. So what we'd like you to walk away with today is a greater understanding of how Rattan works and overall how strategy can be done. So how he works with clients to define their strategic direction and ensure it's implemented. So that's the big piece is what's the best strategy and what's the best strategy for us and how do we get it done? So in the show, we'll cover a broad range of topics on leadership. Defining strategy is certainly among the most important. It's a combination of creating a strategic plan, successfully implementing it to differentiate a company and drive their success in the current market. And again, in our environment of dramatic change, our strategy often needs to change fairly quickly to respond to changing conditions. If either of the elements are missing, the strategic project is unsuccessful. Now, how Ratten differentiates himself is working with clients to define and ensure successful implementation of organization differentiating strategy. 
So how do I define my strategy that will set me apart from my competition and ensure it is implemented and I am delivering differently than I used to? Today, he'll share what he does that allows his clients to thrive not only short-term, but long-term. So I want this Voice America series to provide valuable information to current leaders and emerging leaders that prepares them to lead their organization in the dynamic times that we're currently facing. The most highly effective leaders are continually developing, and that allows them to be more effective. So I encourage you to think about what you can take away from today's conversation that you can immediately implement for yourself as a leader. Each week we present insights from different executives, thought leaders, and practitioners, and I select them because I believe they bring something to the leadership conversation that's important to becoming and remaining a leader prepared to navigate the rate of change and complexity we're facing. So, Ratton, thank you so much for joining us. Um, tell us a little bit more about yourself. Well, Maureen, thank you so much for having me on your show today. I've been a great fan of your work. I've followed your leadership development work over the years. And as you know, we've collaborated on, in, on several opportunities. So it is truly my pleasure to be here today. Thank you. Um, let me start a little bit by um, telling you a little bit about my journey and, and mm -hmm. what brought me here. As you know, I founded the Inrica Group, which is a management consulting firm in 2013. And our areas of practice include strategic planning, global advisory, and the project execution that goes along with that, among a few other areas. But those are the main ones. And I'm happy to say that over the past two, year, two years, our work has spanned clients in the US, Europe, several countries in Sub-Saharan Africa, and India. And these are multinational clients. So I uh, hope to share some of that today and my experience today. But I'll just take a quick step back and talk about my journey and, and what, what got me here. Mm -hmm. Early in my career, I had an opportunity to spend time with a global consulting firm, and that was invaluable experience. Why do I say that? The reason is, you know, it gave me a great insight into different frameworks, mm -hmm. into diverse perspectives of understanding how the delivery process works so that you can ensure that your clients are getting the value that they're engaging you for. These are great lessons I've carried forward through my entire career, and uh, even today I implement many of them. And subsequently, I spent about a decade in corporate strategy and business strategy roles, and that culminated in mm. an international business development role where I was looking at new sectors and new countries. So I think the summary here is I've had a great opportunity to work across the entire life cycle of mm -hmm. the strategic planning process. As you rightly pointed out, it's not just developing a strategy. You know, there are several aspects to making sure that the implementation is successful. And I look forward to diving into that in greater detail today. So how did your experience help in developing your strategy and leadership skills? You know, I look to you, as I said in the intro, as a person who gave me insight, how did you, how did you build that acumen as you went through your journey? Well, as straight as, as this may sound, um, you know, I had an opportunity mid-career to um, Mid-career, you're not that old. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, early in my career, I, um, you know, I held, as I said, the consulting positions, but I reached a point where um, I felt like it was necessary to do an MBA to broaden okay. my base. Mm -hmm. And as I was doing that, I uh, focused quite a bit on uh, strategy and market management topics. So I felt mm -hmm. like I got a really solid grounding, um, let's say at least a theoretical grounding. Mm -hmm. 
But that then uh, led to a process where I transitioned into a corporate strategy role. And in that role, one of the very first things that I did was try to prepare myself by really benchmarking, mm -hmm. speaking to a lot of other firms, peer firms, um, seeking out mentorship. You know, there were several senior mm -hmm. leaders that I had an opportunity to really sit down and brainstorm with, to go through a lot of what if questions, to understand the history of initiatives. I think in the strategy space, it's pretty important to understand and analyze and look at past efforts because it can form a template for understanding what goes well, what doesn't go well. So there's a lot of, I'd say, preparation involved in becoming a good strategist, if you will. And also, as a leader, I'd say you have to continually look to evolving on that continuum. And what I mean by that is as you gain more experience in different aspects of the life cycle of strategy, you understand how to adapt, you understand how to be flexible, how to be nimble. You know, I love the word nimble, and we're doing some writing on that right now, because we talk about agility, and that often gets pigeonholed with software development agility. But this nimble, how do I, as a leader, have the found cognitive foundation, so the MBA, the consulting experience, the multiple roles, and working in multiple countries, and hopefully that gives me a core level of confidence that allows me to, and, and good mentors, that allows me to have the inner confidence that no matter what comes up, I can figure out the next best step. And often that's as good as it's gonna get is the next best step as I gain traction and then can look out going forward. Well, I think um, being agile, being um, prepared to adapt mm -hmm. is certainly a key. But I also go back to something that you and I discussed, in fact, several years ago. You, you uh, brought up the phrase resilient. Mm -hmm. you know, how do we make these efforts resilient? Uh, because it's, it's very easy sometimes to make these efforts successful when everything's going well. When yeah. the market's <laughs> flying high, when demand yeah. is high, when there is plenty of supply of labor or talent, when there are no external shocks, you can just cruise, you can coast, Mm -hmm. And your your strategy may be just fine. But if you have an external or internal shock, how do you react? How do you respond? And I think I see strategy as a means and a pathway to ensuring that the leadership team is well prepared. Mm -hmm. And one of my guiding principles, I believe I may have actually read this in a McKinsey article. Uh, the phrase was, strategy is about creating prepared minds. And mm. I had... I dwelt on that and it had a great impact on me. And what do I mean by that? Well, you know, certainly you have to have a structured approach to strategic planning. Mm -hmm. But in the end, it's not about the presentations and documents and initiatives that you create, because as you said, those can just sit on a shelf. Um, it's really not about that output, although that is very important. I think the key aspect that delivers value in this process is the dialogue and the debate that leaders have during this process. And what I mean by that? Well, in any good strategic planning process, I think you have to broaden your horizons, not just look at your internal competencies and your internal strengths and opportunities, but you really have to spend time looking at what's going on in our environment. Mm -hmm. You know, what's happening on a macro level. You mm -hmm. know, some examples are what kind of emerging risks are um, 
are we seeing around us? Mm-hmm. What kind of trends are we seeing? These may be very macro trends. You know, for instance, uh, a renewable energy trend um, might be something that you think may not impact mm-hmm. you as a manufacturing firm, or you think you might be in a country where renewable energy is, let's say, not very dominant. Uh, mm-hmm. as opposed to another one. So it's easy sometimes to ignore something that's emerging or something that could impact your business. So in some ways, you have to have a process for scanning and monitoring these external trends. We all know about the obvious ones. Yeah, the industry say, structure. Uber, some right. of those really upended not only the cab industry, but now there are other industries that are being upended. And that's the thing that's fascinating to me is how does how do we pay attention to things that don't make it onto our radar? Exactly, and one one big trend that I like to look at is um, demographics. Mm-hmm. I mean, let me give you an, an example, Maureen. Um, I've, um, in my consulting work through Enrica Group, uh, we've done significant amount of work in uh, Sub-Saharan Africa. And uh, recently we were doing an internal strategy project and a transformation project for a client, a significant client there. And as we looked at the demographic trends, there were some astounding numbers. And I'll just throw out some examples. By 2050, Africa's population will double to 2.3 billion. Now again, Africa is 54 countries, so I don't want to Mm -hmm. present this as just one homogenous market or a homogenous trend. Nevertheless, in the aggregate, it's gonna be 25% of the world's population and 38% will be children. 38% will be children. This is gonna be a very young demographic. So as we're looking at the aging of Japan, the US and Europe, we're looking at the opposite in Africa. Exactly. And if you take that trend out a little further to 2100, 40% 40% of the world's population will be living in Africa. Four out of every 10 people. So what this means is 75% of the world's population growth over these, these next 85 years is gonna be in Africa. So you know this is an example. As you look at this trend, it definitely catches your mm-hmm. eye. It's easy to ignore mm-hmm. because maybe we're not operating in Africa. Maybe mm-hmm. we don't have any exports to Africa. Mm-hmm. So this could be a blind spot. But I think a good strategy process mm-hmm. helps bring these kinds of things to the fore mm-hmm. because then the question becomes, well, can we actually afford to ignore this? What could this mean for us? What's the opportunity cost? What happens if our competitors take advantage of this mm-hmm. uh, and we don't? So there are a lot of ramifications to your business model if you're not looking outside your firm and you're mm-hmm. focused entirely inside your firm. So that also informs where do I invest, how do I invest, do I buy a firm? Do I partner with a firm? Because I've, I've heard a lot of people say, well, that's, I'm going to go to China. Well, going to China isn't like, you know, jumping on a bus and going down the street. Much of the cultural foundation is different, obviously, and also intellectual property, um, big ramifications. So, so I'm assuming that working on the continent of Africa it, means I'm working with very diverse political structures, economic structures, cultures, that it is, as you've said, 54 countries, right? Exactly. And again, you know, making projections um, in this kind of environment can sometimes be hazardous. We're used to very, let's say, in many cases, very linear thinking. Mm -hmm. We have a lot of data. 
We have a lot of uh, trends. We have a lot of analysis we can look to. But sometimes in some markets, you don't have that. Mm -hmm. You have to really start looking at the market development and really do some mm -hmm. baseline work to understand where there might mm -hmm. be a, a black swan, as they oh, say. Yeah. And um, you know, let me just give an example to illustrate that. Mm -hmm. You look at Mozambique today, mm -hmm. and if all goes well, uh, the gas that's been discovered there will make it either the second or the third largest provider of natural gas in the world. In the world? Yes. Okay. Um, we, if we drill a little bit deeper, uh, we'll find that we have some of the world's major energy companies investing in those resources. Mm -hmm. And uh, just to bring all four phases to fruition, mm -hmm. Uh, for one of the two projects is going to be an investment of $120 billion. And this is something that has the potential to entirely transform the economy, mm -hmm. the industry structure, and everything that's associated with it in this country. In the country of Mozambique, but also the U.S., where we're investing in fracking and, and domestic production. Well, that's another great example. As we look at um, you know, the overall energy consumption, we start to realize mm -hmm. that some of these trends uh, don't just stop at your borders. Something that happens somewhere else globally, I mean, let's just take this example. If, um, if uh, the Mozambican project gets approved and developed, mm -hmm. it's gonna impact Australia because Mozambique's gas is gonna be cheaper than Australia's gas. Uh, it's going to potentially impact um, what um, we do here with our energy industry because suddenly we, are, uh, we have a lot of gas here in the U.S. as well. So again, a trend, something like this is what I'd call a mega trend. Okay. And it bears watching because even though you think you may not be directly impacted by it, a mega trend like this can catch you unawares. And if you simply look at the, uh, the price of oil over the last couple of years, I think it's a trend, it's safe to say it's a trend that very few people saw coming. So to summarize all this, one of the things I'd say is in any good strategic planning process, it's pretty critical to look at um, alternative scenarios mm -hmm. and be prepared for them, the creating mm -hmm. prepared minds. Especially in a time of such dramatic change. So I want to go to break with that, creating prepared minds. What a wonderful phrase that in the process, it really is about leaders internalizing, not just putting a book on a shelf. So this is Maureen Metcalf and Ratan D'Souza, Innovative Leaders Driving Thriving Organizations. We'll be right back after the Your favorite Voice America Talk Radio Network shows and hosts are in your car, outdoors, and wherever you need them to be. Listen anywhere. Get our mobile app for iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android at the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. Metcalf & Associates is a management consulting and leadership development firm dedicated to helping leaders, their management teams, and their organizations implement innovative leadership and business practices to help create market differentiation necessary to thrive in this rapidly changing environment. 
As the author of eight award-winning leadership books, Maureen Metcalf and her associates are positioned to help you and your organization grow and thrive. Visit Metcalf-Associates.com. Maureen is ready to discuss your needs and tailor a solution to meet your needs through her expertise in keynote speaking, leadership coaching and training, transformational and organizational growth consulting. For your business, we can help with facilitated leadership retreats, organizational planning, culture alignment, individual and organizational assessments, online leadership development programs, and one-on-one or corporate-wide leadership development sessions. Move forward with Metcalf & Associates. Visit Metcalf-Associates.com. Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. You are listening to Innovative Leaders Driving Thriving Organizations. To reach Maureen Metcalf or her guest today, please call in to 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. Or send an email to info at metcalf-associates.com. Now, back to this week's program. Welcome back. This is Innovative Leaders Driving Thriving Organizations. I'm Maureen Metcalf, and we are joined by Ratan D'Souza talking about strategy development and implementation in a global setting. So before the break, we were talking about demographic changes specifically related to population and the importance of understanding trends globally because what's happening in Africa will absolutely impact what's happening to us here in the energy industry in Ohio. So so what's another key trend that you're seeing? And again, thinking about scenario planning, tie it into scenarios that we might need to be thinking about. Thank you, Maureen. Um, To continue, um, I'm going to pick the same example of the demographic trends in Mm -hmm. in Africa. Um, Along with the rapid growth in population, the associated trend is um, rapid urbanization. Uh, There's going to be a trend where more and more people move into these urban centers um, seeking employment, seeking education, and all kinds of services that come with these urban centers. Now, we're talking about some of these cities urbanizing on a massive scale, um, easily over 15 million people in some of these cities, some of them getting up to 20 or 25 million over a period of time. And it creates both opportunities and issues. And again, out of both, um, come things that uh, could be pot- potential opportunities for business. When, what do I mean for that? by that? Um, if you look at infrastructure, if you look at educational services, um, if you look at construction, if you look at consumer demand, each one of these has the potential to create um, a new m- source of demand. And again, it's a slow-developing, longer-term trend but it bears watching if it's something that could be impacting your business over a longer term. So you've given a couple of trends in Africa. Some of those will impact even local companies, but especially multinational companies. Tell me a little bit about how you look at the organization's culture to enable them to respond effectively to some of these global trends. 
Well, I think that's a great point and something that bears um, further discussion. So I, I'm going to take a step back, though, to looking at, at vision. Okay. And your strategy has to be developed in the context of what your vision and what your goals are. Um, what I'm talking about here is as you look at mega trends, that has the opportunity to impact how you develop your vision and how you develop your goals. So uh, let's set that aside for a moment mm -hmm. though. Let's say that um, you decide as a firm that you want you know, you to take uh, this opportunity to grow globally. I think one of the things you need to look at then in a scenario like that is, do you have a global mindset? And this is a broad phrase, but mm -hmm. if you dive down to a couple of um, individual aspects of that dimension, you know, what would that look like? Mm -hmm. uh, so the first thing is, do you, you look at your workforce, for instance, and you do, if you do a quick audit and see how many people have this kind of global mindset where they're comfortable with cross-cultural and cross-border interactions. And um, these are phrases that sometimes are used um, somewhat lightly or without you know, mm -hmm. the right understanding. But again, further to take an example, um, you could be a firm in the U.S. dealing with a firm in Europe, and you'll find lots of differences in the assumptions that are made, uh, in the unspoken things, in the mm -hmm. way business is handled. So um, there's potential for surprises even in an interaction like that. Um, but if you're taking a look at a broader global aspect, you know, those can be compounded. And uh, there's a lot lost in translation. So I think just as an example there, um, you know, as you start looking at your hiring plan, your resource plan, if this turns out to be something that's important in your strategy, mm -hmm. you should over a period of years really start to look at uh, developing a resource base that you can touch on. Now, again, it may not be something necessarily that you have to do internally. You may not be ready to make the investment. Your firm size may not allow for that. Well, there are solutions. You can ally with mm -hmm. that organization. You can work with community organizations. You can work with smaller boutique consulting firms that can bridge that gap and help you develop that. So there are, there are a number of solutions, but you have to identify those issues first. So that's just one example of where the culture and, um, and, and um, makeup of your firm can help or hinder. I think of an, an interview we had with Steve Terrell talking about global mindset for leaders specifically and how do we develop them. And it, one, it is not a short-term process to take someone who has been curious but hasn't had the opportunity to engage. And it means assignments abroad and a longer-term development process unlike going to learn how to use some computer program. It really is changing how I see the world, not just learning how to get a passport and going on vacation. Exactly, and I think, um, you know, this brings me to another point that I think is very relevant in strategy development, is how do you develop a diversity of perspectives? How do you develop a series of lenses and filters that let you look at a threat or an opportunity and synthesize that properly. So I think the more you um, focus on developing those, mm -hmm. um, the, the stronger your capability and capacity is gonna be. And um, 
I'm going to dive one level deeper. Um, and then I want to tell a story about also okay. capacities. Um, one of the recent um, aspects that I've been spending a little bit more time on, for instance, is the creative aspect. Mm -hmm. You know, we're very focused on business, and generally uh, the business and the arts seem to be two parallel domains that rarely intersect and so on. But I think there is, um, along with the, the, the diverse perspectives, there's also room for the creative. And I think helping develop your employees uh, through creative uh, engagement is probably a non-traditional way. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But I think, again, it helps broaden um, a set of perspectives so that when you're faced with challenges and unusual challenges or things you haven't seen before, you can touch on this source of strength. You can bring new thinking to the table. So this is, a, this is something that uh, Don Marinelli, who's the head of entertainment technology at Columbia and formerly at Carnegie Mellon, actually spoke mm -hmm. about at a recent seminar and made a great impression on me. You know, one of the seven characteristics that we're saying of Leader 2050 is this idea of intellectually versatile. And, and that is that the leader has interests, experience, and curiosity beyond the job and organization. Because from a neuroscience perspective, developing that array of neural pathways well beyond what I do at work every day gives me the capacity to use my brain differently to come up with alternative solutions that other people wouldn't have. And it also gives me, I believe, more resilience. Let me launch into, kind of to play off of what you just said, because it's so dear to my heart, the idea of cultivating different perspectives, both within myself and within my organization. We're writing a paper right now that looks at developmental levels as a perspective years of experience as a perspective, just for many people, not everyone, years on the planet matters, assuming we don't have the same experience every year for most of our lives, and then skill in the business. And often in the executive ranks, we discount some of those. And so we're not capturing the depth of experience across those multiple perspectives. And then if we add in diversity of cultural backgrounds, country backgrounds, cultures, the people in the room end up having a much better perspective, and yet often the facilitation of the process, which I realize you're masterful at, we end up with lowest common denominator trying to get everyone to agree, rather than exploring those multiple perspectives to again back to your mindset. How do, how do I capture the experience of someone who's new or looking at something with fresh eyes compared to someone who is seasoned and has run into all of the challenges that we've had over the past? How do I capture all of those to leverage and bring forth something that wouldn't exist if I, if I weren't, if we were to use a cooking example, if I weren't an expert cook at cultivating different ingredients in the facilitation process, you're the expert cook in pulling out the richest flavors from each item, putting them in the stew, letting them percolate, and coming out with then a strategy that is much more robust than someone who went through a very uh, cut and dried process. Sure. Well, I think you, br you bring up uh, a very good point. And in fact, one of my comments is that 
a strategic planning process should never be about consensus. It should never mm-hmm. be about groupthink. That's the last thing you want. And you know, it is the responsibility of the senior leaders in that organization to ensure that that kind of environment mm-hmm. is created and fostered and encouraged, you know, certainly at least at the strategic planning level. Um, you know, typically you do have your board involved. You have your C-level people involved. You have your mm-hmm. president involved in formulating strategy. Of course, at the rollout level, you know, you touch all levels of the organization. But what do I mean by that? You know, often if I'm facilitating a strategic planning process and I see a few frayed tempers and a few thumping of fists <laughs> and somebody getting up and walking out, I know it's successful. So, so you, you certainly don't want to uh, be in a scenario where. Um, there is animosity, mm-hmm. uh, but I think what I mean by this is you certainly want people to come out and express their opinions, express their diversity of thoughts with reasoned analysis, with uh, backup, with, mm-hmm. you know, it's fine to say I don't know. It's fine to say we need to go get data. It's fine to say I have an instinct, because as a leader, a big part of what you do also is your judgment and your instinct that you've developed over years so you don't want to discard that. But again, it brings us back to this point of if you are um, consistently just exposing yourself to the same influences and doing things the same way, uh, there is a possibility that you're missing some opportunities. And very quickly, I want to add one more comment. Um, I mentioned Don earlier, and I heard him speak uh, briefly about something from the world of drama. Uh, it's called hmm. um, SAIT, uh, Structure, Architecture, Technology, and Experience. And it's very relevant today, I think, for leaders. Because as a good leader, um, I'm sorry, the S actually stands for storytelling. Mm-hmm. You have to tell your story. What's your story? Are you in a, uh, in a comedy? Are you in a drama? Are you <laughs> in, an, in an action, uh, you know? <laughs> are you in an action film? Uh, so, you know, that's just a metaphor. But mm-hmm. more and more, um, I think the art of good storytelling is critical. Mm-hmm. The um, A stands for architecture, structure, and a, a lot of what we've talked about today, the strategic planning process, for mm-hmm. instance, helps bring structure, and mm-hmm. it's very rigorous to do this kind of analysis to ensure that mm-hmm. you're coming up with you know, a reasonably robust and resilient strategy. It takes investment of time and effort, intellectual capital, leaders' time, but it's well worth the investment. But having a structure helps make this process efficient. Uh, you go into technology, I think we all know um, how much technology is impacting, rapidly impacting um, you know, all kinds of businesses all around mm-hmm. the globe. So I don't really need to go into any detail there. But the last piece is experience. Yeah, and I'd like to use this as a lead into some of the other trends that are happening around us. Um, but the demographic that we have today, experience is multifold. It's certainly the physical and real world. It's the... Um, virtual world, it's the alternate realities, and you find your customer base or your employee base is going to very seamlessly and easily slide from one experience to the next. So as a business, eventually, whether you're in manufacturing, service, or any kind of business, it's going to impact us all. And so I think this is um, a very interesting um, aspect to to consider. How do you develop leaders? You know, um, so it's a different let's say another dimension of what you just mentioned earlier. How do you diversify your perspective so that you mm-hmm. actually strengthen your contributions as a leader? 
you know, I was writing something last night. This seems to be a theme, this writing thing. Right? And thinking about, based on a conversation, who have been our best presidents and our worst presidents. And, and I won't name names, but one of the things that struck me was presidents who created cabinets around them with diverse points of view versus presidents who created cabinets that reinforced their thinking. And it really can create a narrow-mindedness as a leader if I don't have alternative points of view. And yet it's hard. I don't always want to hear that I'm wrong or that I missed something. That doesn't feel good. But boy, I'd rather hear it from my inner advisors than make a big mistake that's market-facing. Yes, and I think in our experience, um, you know, the engagements that Enrica Group has delivered, we've had, um, you know, several strategy engagements, mm-hmm. and typically this involves working with uh, C-level people in the board, mm-hmm. um, and you have a trusted relationship, so you're mm-hmm. you're really working through very key issues in a very open manner, um, and um, we often find that facilitating. Uh, that process effectively helps um, manage these different perspectives and these different mm-hmm. potential conflicts. And it's something that at our firm we have been able to do very well uh, for our clients. So I would suggest that um, companies consider um, if they're mm-hmm. either improving or revamping their process that they consider bringing in outside facilitation. That can help sometimes. Outside facilitation and and I'm assuming you do this, again, quite well, as you orchestrate who's in the planning session and who has speaking roles, who isn't a voting member, that you do consider missing perspectives and make sure that those points of view are integrated, again, even if they're not a person in the room, that the perspective is included. Absolutely. I think, you know, there are several techniques, again, that uh, I learned early in my career that I use Mm -hmm. fairly regularly. The parking lot's a great example. You don't Mm want to tell somebody, for instance, well, that idea doesn't matter because (laughs) that's a surefire way Mm -hmm. to kill participation. Mm -hmm. So there are very simple techniques, for instance, that if it's not relevant to the discussion at hand, you know, you Mm -hmm. put it in a parking lot, you revisit it. Um, And again, I think the trust um, Mm -hmm. between participants um, that your viewpoints matter and are going to be respected, mm-hmm. even if you don't agree with it, um, is key. That's key. You know, let's, after break, one of the things I was trying to capture is, as I look around at the change we're facing, the trends we're dealing with, how do I make sure that the expert in that space, their, their insights are heard, even if they're, again, I, I realize that in strategic planning we do small group. It's not a company-wide discussion, and yet important to hear those perspectives. So let's talk about that after a break. Ratan D'Souza, Maureen Metcalf, Innovative Leaders Driving Thriving Organizations. And today we're focusing on strategy development and implementation. Your favorite Voice America Talk Radio Network shows and hosts are in your car, outdoors, and wherever you need them to be. Listen anywhere. Get our mobile app for iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android at the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. 
Metcalf & Associates is a management consulting and leadership development firm dedicated to helping leaders, their management teams, and their organizations implement innovative leadership and business practices to help create market differentiation necessary to thrive in this rapidly changing environment. As the author of eight award-winning leadership books, Maureen Metcalf and her associates are positioned to help you and your organization grow and thrive. Visit Metcalf-Associates.com. Maureen is ready to discuss your needs and tailor a solution to meet your needs through her expertise in keynote speaking, leadership coaching and training, transformational and organizational growth consulting. For your business, we can help with facilitated leadership retreats, organizational planning, culture alignment, individual and organizational assessments, online leadership development programs, and one-on-one or corporate-wide leadership development sessions. Move forward with Metcalf & Associates. Visit Metcalf-Associates.com. Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. You are listening to Innovative Leaders Driving Thriving Organizations. To reach Maureen Metcalf or her guest today, please call in to 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. Or send an email to info at metcalf-associates.com. Now, back to this week's program. Hi, and welcome back. This is Maureen Metcalf and Ratton D'Souza, Innovative Leaders Driving Thriving Organizations. And before the break, we talked a little bit about, especially in strategic planning where I'm looking at new trends, if the main people involved in the strategy development are my senior team and my board, those may those are certainly the people with history with the company, hopefully knowledge of the industry, but depending on the trends, there may be some other voices that also need to be integrated in the, into the conversation. How do you ensure that happens without overloading the planning session with people who, who rightfully don't shouldn't have a speaking voting role in strategy development. Well, and that's always an interesting um, an interesting balancing act mm-hmm. because as you mentioned, you know, you're talking about a core group of leaders um, that have to use their time wisely. And again, I come back to there's nothing more important you can do than spending your leadership capital making mm-hmm. sure that your strategic planning process is going well. So having said that, um, one way that I've seen that works well mm-hmm. is to do a workshop. Um, mm-hmm. Because you know, and you can't just throw a workshop out there and expect that everything's going to work well. You know, I've done this before where we found a firm that actually had a certain amount of depth of experience mm-hmm. around a particular topic that we felt was going to be important. And when I, keep, mm. when I say we, um, I re- I'm referring to um, this was a company where we had a strategic planning department, and um, there's a lot of preparation that goes into this mm-hmm. process. We had an annual process, we had a certain rhythm, and the first part of this was what we call strategic backdrop, where you analyze things that may be not directly in your business, but relevant to the kinds of mm-hmm. things you're asking. And we brought in an expert um, to talk about several different trends mm-hmm. and to give examples and, let's say, condition the group before okay. we got into just the internal topic. So that's, 
internal discussions. So that was one way of helping prepare the group to hear different viewpoints and not just be surprised when you get in there mm -hmm. and say, well, what does this mean? It doesn't mean anything to us, it's not relevant. So preparation is key, but I think the other aspect is encouraging your leadership team to be open to new perspectives and saying, look, this is not necessarily the way we've done things, but the mm -hmm. very essence of um, this process is that we don't want to continue to do the same things and we're going to get the same results. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, back to that. Mm -hmm. <laughs> do yeah. the same stuff. Hey, so one of the things I hear from this is the strategic planning process is in fact a process that is a longer term investment of leaders' time. One, one could argue that for organizations in dynamic environments, which is most of us now, that that investment of time is one of the more important things we do. And yet often, as we're running around with to-do lists that far exceed the amount of hours we have in a day, we want to blow through strategic planning because we've got a business to run. Exactly. Or at least these are the words I hear in, in doing some strategic work. So can you give some examples? And, and I think one of the points that's really important as you're talking about the workshops and things, that this is an ongoing process. There is a strategic planning event, but as a, as a leader with a strategic mindset, that I don't stop learning about trends and integrating and expanding my own perspective so that when I walk in to do strategic planning, I am most effectively prepared. Well, that's a great point. I want to touch on that, and I want to touch on what you said when we opened the session is why do some of these efforts fail? Okay. Um, the um, one way to solve this issue is, as you said, it cannot be an annual event. It's like cramming and doing your homework the day before the exam. That doesn't work. <laughs> it's not helpful, and it doesn't mm -hmm. work. So one way that um, Enrica Group has implemented this mm -hmm. that has been successful is we um, have several touch points during the year. And typically it's integrated into the company's normal leadership meetings, uh, whether it's a financial review, mm -hmm. whether it's a quarterly review. There's a certain aspect of that that dwells on the strategic planning aspect. So you, um, you don't lose touch, you don't go long periods of time between mm -hmm. these sessions. Mm -hmm. uh, so it's incorporated into your very fabric. So that's one way of, of uh, scaling that peak. The other thing I wanted to talk about briefly is implementation. Um, we have not spent a lot of time on that, and uh, hopefully we can do a post uh, about that at a later time. Mm -hmm. uh, but the key is once you have formulated your strategy, uh, it needs to be actionable. You have to uh, break it down into strategic objectives and a series of initiatives. You have to have owners for them. Uh, you have to get ensure that you have resources for them, and typically you'll have more initiatives than you can manage or fund. So you have to prioritize them. And most importantly, you then have to cascade them. You have to break these down. And this is typical performance management. This mm -hmm. is where your normal process of performance management can come into play. So you're breaking and decomposing these down into individual department, and individual level uh, goals for people. And then you have to communicate this. You have to communicate it internally. You have to communicate it to your market, to your board, to your customers, to your suppliers. Um, your strategy should not be a secret. <laughs> that's when it fails. Um, that's when it becomes a book on a shelf. Mm -hmm. um, so these are some of the steps that 
I've been fortunate to have lived through the mm-hmm. entire life cycle mm-hmm. of these and then to see what works and what doesn't. And that's the kind of value we bring to our clients and all the engagements we do. We try to bring that uh, integrated approach so that you don't make an investment. The most important one is not money. It's the leader's time mm-hmm. um, that then you know is not utilized. That's, that's um, really a big blow to a company. So uh, we all, always try to ensure that that integrated approach is incorporated right from the beginning. So, so as you're talking about this, it, it seems like there's a big overlap between developing a strategy and then the implementation starts to sound like transformation management. So all of the stuff that we have, you and I have done with organizations, ba- I want to say basic change management, but there's nothing basic about it. Mm-hmm. It is managing the transformation of an enterprise everything from the mindset of the leaders to the composition of the talent to the development of the talent, which changes our culture, in growing the mindset of the leader, and then that bit of, we've got 10 initiatives, which ones do I prioritize because we've got money and bandwidth right. that we have to manage, along with you know, running the business and Absolutely. making money. I think you've summarized that well because I think you end up actually using the same principles of change management. And mm-hmm. this is this kind of goes back to what I started out with saying, some of the techniques I learned early on in my mm-hmm. consulting career I use on a regular basis. And that's one of them. Because you can't just develop a process and put it out there and expect that it's gonna be successful. The change management aspect, you've got to coach, mentor, you've got to set down guidelines, mm-hmm. you've got to work with people, you may have to add analytical staff um, to support this process. Um, you want to make the right investment in ensuring that this is successful because I keep going back to the biggest cost here is the investment of leadership capital that you have in this. And the biggest opportunity cost is in doing it wrong. And let's say the biggest, um, um, I, 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 uh, misfortune would be then to not implement it. So these are three of the common mm-hmm. failure modes. Mm-hmm. And change management goes a long way Mm-hmm. in ensuring that this process is done well, implemented well, and you see the results. So it sounds like as I select a strategy firm, I need to select a firm that does strategic planning and either work with my strategy firm or work with someone else, internal or external. I may have the talent to do it internally to really ensure that we are ready to transform the organization. Yes. Otherwise, it's it may not be a strategy. It may be ongoing annual planning. But if I'm truly looking at changing my strategic direction, I I am in for planning and major transformation. Absolutely, transformation is a is a topic we didn't dive into. But truly, this is a transformative effort at any firm of any size. Uh, whether you already have one, uh, a planning process, and Mm -hmm. you're improving it for effectiveness, or you're just implementing it for the Mm -hmm. first time, it truly is something that transforms the way you approach your business. So treating it as such, and going through all those steps, uh, Mm -hmm. making the right investments, bringing in the right support, I think are all pieces that can help you be successful. So why don't you tell us how to reach you, and then I'll do a wrap up. Thank you, Maureen. We can be reached via email at info at enrica.com. That's spelled I-N-F-O at I-N-R-I-C-A dot com. To recap, 
Enrica Group is a management consulting firm focused on areas like strategy, global advisory, business transformation, and new market entry, as well as the associated services like program and project management that are so critical to the success of strategic initiatives. We have executed many projects across various sectors such as renewable energy, oil and gas, manufacturing, metals, and construction, among others. We have experience in several markets like the US, Africa, India, and China. Just as a couple of examples of our recent work, Indrika Group managed a project for a very large global multinational that was establishing its first plant in the US to manufacture renewable energy components. Indrika led the entire project from concept to final completion. Another project involved developing a strategy for a large European multinational operating in Africa to enter the oil and gas sector. These are just a couple of examples of our work. Please feel free to contact us for any additional information. Thank you. Cool. Thank you. So very quickly, the thing I heard that was most important to me, a couple of things. Strategy is about creating prepared minds. It is the actual dialogue process that we as leaders engage that changes and expands our thinking about who we are and what we do. And then that drives our willingness and motivation and creates the pull for transforming our organization. And we don't get an organization transformed without a lot of energy behind us propelling us forward and a lot of energy in our hearts or guts propelling us as well because transformation is just hard. So thank you for joining Voice America and Innovative Leaders Driving Thriving Organizations. I strive to create opportunities for you to learn through each show. So I hope you heard something from Ratna and I about how you might implement strategic planning if you're an executive. And also, if you're an emerging leader, think about what you are planning in your life and how you might use some of these principles, even if you're not doing a full-blown strategy process. How would you look at the trends impacting you and think about what you need to transform in your department or even just in your own role to be as effective as possible and to start practicing these ideas? I'd love to hear from you, Innovative Leaders Driving Thriving Organizations. My email is info at metcalf-associates.com. I look forward to hearing from you. Thank you. Thank you again for joining us this week. Please tune in for another edition of Innovative Leaders Driving Thriving Organizations with Maureen Metcalf next Tuesday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time, 2 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Business Channel. We hope to see you here next week. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Business Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericabusiness.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. 